T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Significant announcement of a major public corruption case involving millions of taxpayer dollars. Uh, today, my office has filed felony charges against SUNY Polytechnic President Alan Calieros and his close associate, Joseph Nicola, the president of Columbia Development Company, in a major bid-rigging scheme. Calieros is facing three counts of combination in restraint of trade and competition, and Nicola is facing a single count of the same charge. All of the charges are under the Donnelly Act, New York's antitrust statute, which is one of the strongest antitrust statutes in the country, and all of the charges are Class E felonies. Uh, the complaint is the result of a year-long investigation by my office that was separate from but coordinated with the charges announced earlier today by the U.S. Attorney for the Southern District of New York, and I thank our colleagues in the Southern District for their cooperation and collaboration. I want to make clear that the charges are accusations and that the defendants are entitled to presu be presumed innocent until they are proven guilty in a court of law. And I will get into the details of the case in a moment, but it is important to note that these charges are yet another important step in ensuring uh, that there's one set of rules for everyone in the state of New York, no matter how powerful or connected you may be. And while New York has a long history of public corruption going all the way back to the days of Alexander Hamilton and Aaron Burr, it often feels like we've been living in a golden age of graft recently. I don't believe that's the case. I believe it's really more accurate to say more bad guys are now getting caught, more prosecutors, including federal prosecutors, district attorneys, and I'm proud to say prosecutors in my office are bringing more cases, finding more innovative ways to uncover shady practices that had previously flown under the radar. Uh, my office has been committed to rooting out public corruption wherever we find it since I took office. That is the idea behind Operation Integrity, a partnership with our state controller, Tom DiNapoli, to share information and resources and bring prosecutions against anyone who abuses public funds. In the past five years, our offices have gone after more than 70 corrupt officials and their cronies all across the state, including sitting members of the New York State Legislature and City Council. Many of those cases grew out of this partnership with Controller DiNapoli's office, but obviously we are also pursuing cases where our jurisdiction exists independently of Operation Integrity such as our case against Buffalo political operative Steve Pigeon. Uh, and that brings me to the case that we filed today. A year-long investigation by my office found that Alan Calieros allegedly used his perch atop SUNY Polytechnic to engage in brazen bid rigging, using taxpayer dollars and abusing his power to enrich himself and his cronies. According to our criminal complaint, Calieros gave insider information to friends and fixed the bidding process to ensure his cronies won lucrative contracts funded in part by the state of New York. We allege that he ordered bid requests called RFPs to be written in such a way that only one company, his favorite company, could possibly qualify to win the bid. In the first count, in one instance, you can see on this, the email on this poster, Calieros this is Calieros emailing to defendant Nicola, who was the president of Columbia uh, 
uh, development corporation who's setting up to bid on a request for proposal. He is emailing the full details of the RFP for a dormitory project a full month before the RFP was even issued. Uh, in another account, we allege that Calieros agreed to steer future state contracts to a preferred contractor in exchange for a $50 million loan to a nonprofit development corporation affiliated with SUNY Polytechnic and on whose board Calieros served. This document over here um, is, reflects the terms of that deal. So this is, reflects a deal in which this contractor um, didn't just get the deal that they were bidding for, but in return for providing $50 million uh, of, of funding for the, for the project, and we, as we allege, a $3 million grant to SUNY Polytechnic itself, they don't just get that deal they're bidding on, they get preferential treatment on future deals. So essentially what they're saying is we will use our best efforts to ensure that you get further deals down the road. These deals are supposed to be subject to a level playing field RFP process, but this is an agreement to violate all of those rules and to give preferential treatment in advance to this contractor in return for the $50 million and the $3,000 grant. And in our third count, Calieros allegedly demanded that his preferred architectural firm be used on a development project even though the developer overseeing the project had already hired another architectural firm. Ultimately, SUNY Polytechnic and the preferred architect entered into an agreement to continue their collusive self-dealing. And this is really quite remarkable. As you can see from this exhibit, the architect, which leased space from SUNY Polytechnic, agreed to pay more rent to SUNY Polytechnic based on the amount of business it got from SUNY Poly. So SUNY Poly, if they give more money to the preferred architect, will get more rent from the preferred architect. And Mr. Calieros's compensation was based in part on the economic activity he generated for SUNY Polytechnic, including its rent rolls. This is an inexcusable way for a state official to behave. Uh, this is an excusable way to do business in the state of New York. I hope today's charges will begin the process of bringing Calieros and his cronies to justice. This is an ongoing investigation. And as I've said, unfortunately, too many times, as Attorney General, it's my job to make sure everyone plays by one set of rules. And we're doing that once again today. Uh, I want to acknowledge some of the people who worked extremely hard on this case for the past year, including my Chief Deputy Attorney General uh, Jason Brown, Executive Deputy Attorney General for the Criminal Division Kelly Donovan, the head of our Public Integrity Bureau, Dan Court, for their leadership on this case and on, uh, in this whole area. I also want to thank several others on our team for their work. Our Chief Investigator Dom Zarella, Forensic Auditor Jason Blair, Legal Analyst Sarah uh, Pogoselsky, and finally, I want to give particular thanks to Assistant Attorney General Christopher Baines from our Public Integrity Bureau, Investigator Mark Spencer, and Deputy Bureau Chief Tony Karam, who have been dogged in their pursuit of justice since this case began. And again, uh, the, the, this is a separate investigation from, but a coordinated investigation with that of the Southern District. I want to thank our colleagues there. We will not tolerate the brazen abuse of power by anyone in the government of the state of New York and to the public's trust has to be restored that there is one set of rules for everyone in order to that and we will continue to root out corruption wherever ever we find it.
Thank you. And with that, you'll talk, call, tell, identify yourself to Eric Super. We'll take questions. Why was there a because they violated both federal and state laws. This is a very common practice. We work in coordination with our federal counterparts on numerous occasions. Uh, there are federal laws and state laws. We work with the Securities and Exchange Commission, sometimes on cases where there are violation of federal and state security laws. Uh, these schemes violated both federal and state laws. And so then if they're found guilty, uh, might they be penalized for each uh, conviction? Oh, yes. That's, that's not uncommon. Um, it, it's, it's, uh, it is, these are separate investigations. We are coordinating them. We found that we were looking at some of the same subject matter and uh, agreed that it was in the people's interest and in everyone's interest for us to coordinate our activities. It's an ongoing investigation, and uh, I don't really want to comment further than that. But uh, we, we, uh, and I'm, I'm sorry. I, I know people are trying to put together our materials with Preet's materials. We didn't have time to develop an easy fit together guide. But if you look at it all, it's I think it's pretty clear that the the nature of the investigation and the kinds of things we're looking into. So while there's an Albany investigated by your own. As I say, it's an ongoing investigation. I don't want to. Uh, today, we're just bringing charges against Calieros and Nicola, but it is an ongoing investigation that potentially involves others. Just off the Wall Street Journal, uh, was the government's office involved or knowledgeable of any of this that your investigation found? Uh, there are no charges today that relate in any way, shape, or form to the government. Were they aware of what was going on? That that this, today's complaint doesn't allege any, any activity like that. It's stupid, uh, and and I, th I think it is rather this scheme is unusual in its brazenness. I mean, I mean this is remarkable. I mean, this is explicit, an explicit agreement for a kickback. Uh, so yes, it is somewhat unusual, uh, and it it certainly reflects an arrogance and a sense that these folks really were above the law and that. Uh, uh, they were acting in an unconstrained way to abuse their power and enrich themselves. Is there, are there a lot of other documents that we're seeing? That? Yes, we, there, there are obviously are quite a few other documents. There were other exchanges of emails. I mean, this was not the first time, Mr. Nicola, and that's set forth in our complaint, we allege that there was ongoing communications with Mr. Nicola that led him to start buying up the property he needed so he could be the only possible developer to compete for this RFP a year ahead of the RFP. So this was just sort of the culmination when the final word is, here's exactly what I've told them to put into the language of the RFP, giving him a month's advance notice over any other developer. Oh well, now we're now we're into another ongoing investigation. That is a that is also a, a major ongoing investigation, and obviously, <clears throat> it has been reported extensively by your newspaper that uh, uh, the that investigation started with a referral from the Board of Elections and does involve in 
investigating a variety of charges of illegal coordination and election law violations. So that is ongoing also. Once your office began investigating this, was there any effort to cover it up or Oh, actually, we do allege, let me just make sure I stay within the language of the complaint. Um, that, in fact, we do allege that when... Um, uh, there were media inquiries made with regard to this particular transaction, which is count one of our, of our complaint, excuse me, um, that Cagliaros actually drafted a one-paragraph response to the media and forwarded it via his Gmail account to Nicola. So, yes, we think that they are, we have alleged that they are, were involved in covering up as well as the, the underlying schemes uh, that we're charging them with. Well, his compensation package, and he is, the, I believe, the most highly compensated official in the state of New York, depended in part on the amount of economic activity, is the word, or the words they used, he generated for SUNY Poly. So more business, more grants that he brought in, as he brought in grants in the, the allegations of count two, uh, more rents that he brought in, as in the allegations in count three, all benefited him personally through his compensation package, and also... Um, added to his status as a, a, a kingmaker and an important person in state government. All right. Okay. Thank you all. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.